You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that, well, I didn't prepare a cool fact of the day because this is a live recording in person (laughs) with my dear friend, JJ Virgin. JJ has been on Bulletproof Radio before. She's a well-known celebrity fitness and nutrition expert, a four-times New York Times bestseller. And we're here today not to talk about things like the Sugar Impact Diet, but to talk about something that goes way deeper than that. JJ, about, how many years ago was this now? Four. Four years ago. This was about a year after I met JJ. Her youngest son. It's actually my older one. Bryce is your younger one. I know, he seems like he's 80, doesn't he? Oh my God, He's Yoda. So anyway, (laughs) JJ's son Grant, who's her older son, I just figured out, was uh, was hit in a really terrible hit and run, given a a 5% chance of living. 0.25. 0.25. See, I've no, fun- he actually got no chance for living. Really? No chance at all. No, that was if he, well, we'll tell the story. All right. Maybe I should tell this story. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm introducing the story. <laughs> He's setting this up. Yeah, I'm, set, I'm doing my he best had no, to He was given up. no chance for life. Right. Yeah. He was in, in a very bad way. And JJ, in the time since then, has done, uh, frankly, miracles because Grant had massive traumatic brain injury, which is supposed to be sort of life ending. And He's now back to better than before. So JJ and I are here to talk about what she did, what worked, and how she pulled off what is quite literally a miracle. So JJ, was that a good setup? That for was you? awesome. Thank you All so right. much. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Brother Dave. You know, I refer to you as Brother Dave, and so my community actually thinks that, that, you're that my we're brother. like we're related. They're like, could you we, ask we your brother? Related? You know, we, we, we do. Look related. We do look yeah, related. That's funny. 
So yeah. We're just good friends. <laughs> so what what happened? Walk me through the the day that Grant got hurt. Tell tell the audience what happened. So I was actually out taping. I was getting ready for the Virgin Diet to come out. I was literally a week, a couple weeks before that was hitting. And so you know what that's but, like. But, but the listeners don't. So, <laughs> yeah, tell, tell them what a book launch so is So here's what like. happens when your yeah. book's about to come out. I had a public television show that was getting ready to air. I had this book about to come out. I had invested everything I had and then some. I'd, I'd gone into debt to launch this because I just knew that this could be like a life-changing information that I had to get out to the world. And I am the sole financial support for my family. And I have two boys, 15 and 16 at the time. So this has to work. Like, this isn't, like, optional. And so I've been working all day long doing video. I come home, and my 16-year-old son is in, like, a mood. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to all the 16-year-old sons out there. Yes, and he wants to go to martial arts, but he hadn't gone to school that day Mm -hmm. because he or he left school because he had a headache, a migraine, right? But he didn't get migraines, so I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, and he had a miraculous, spontaneous healing experience, and he was now fine, right? Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. And we have a rule, like, if you can't stay in school, you don't get to go do the fun yeah. thing later. Totally reasonable, but not to him. He kept escalating the situation. I was like, you're not going. Like, you're just not going. He gets mad at me. He says, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as strong as you think I am, and storms out of the house barefoot with nothing. Wow. It is dusk. And my other son comes out, Bryce, you know, and he says, uh, wow, what a jerk. And I'm like, right? And I go in the garage, and I'm working out. I'm doing my burst training. And the next thing I know, my son Bryce and my ex-husband come storming into the garage, and they go, Grant has gotten hit, and he's been airlifted to the local hospital. Now, the only reason they even saw him was they were going out. They were driving out, and they saw this big accident and went and asked what had happened. And this police officer looked at Bryce and said, a kid got hit. He looked just like him. This had to happen because if they hadn't seen that, and that's why there's little miracles all along the way. You know, you could have framed this as, oh, my gosh, that was the worst thing. That was there was miracle one for us to even find out he'd been airlifted. Because if he hadn't if we hadn't seen him, he would have died in the hospital before we even knew he was a John Doe. We get to the hospital. We get ushered into the into a conference room. This is another thing. If you get ushered into the conference room, this is it with a very grim looking doctor. You're screwed. Like right, you're screwed. Right. You know. So we're all in there, and he says your son has was the victim of a hit and run, and he has a torn aorta. Now that's what that's what took down Lady Di, Princess Di. Ninety percent mm. of the people die right on the scene with the with the torn aorta. He's got multiple brain bleeds. They're called diffuse axonal injuries. He's in a deep coma. And he's got 13 fractures. He literally, when we went to see him, half of his body was covered in road rash with big pieces of glass sticking out of him. And his bones were sticking through his skin. I remember looking at that going, that's his bones sticking through his skin. Like, unbelievable. And um, and they go, we can't fix him here because if if we don't fix his aorta, sometime in the next 24 hours, it's going to rupture. And, but we can't fix it here because we need a blood thinner here at this hospital, and so his brain will bleed out. So you basically get his brain or his heart, but you can't have both. Well, it turns out that there is a doctor who can do this without a blood thinner over at Harbor UCLA, two and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, though, the doctor said, yeah, but, you know, he's never going to survive that airlift. Even if he did, he won't survive the surgery. And even if he did, he'd be so brain damaged, yeah. it wouldn't be worth it. And Bryce... The 15-year-old at the time says, so like a 0.25% chance. 
And the doctor said, yeah, that's about right, son. And Bryce goes, we'll take those odds. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And you know Bryce, yeah, so you can totally like Bryce. see Bryce and, doing that. And they did like three flips. Yeah, Bryce exactly. was on stage at the Bulletproof Conference doing tricking, which is like parkour with more style. Uh, so that's he's, a good way to put yeah, it. He's a cool, a cool he's a guy. cool kid, and you know, all of us um, virgins, we're not patient, and we kind of defy authority. So, <laughs> and my ex-husband was a med mal trial attorney, so we're all looking, we're like going, no, we're we're overruling you, and we're going <laughs> to do this. And so Grant got airlifted to this hospital. We had no idea driving down there if we were picking up a body or not. In order to airlift him, and this is another miracle. A doctor from the other hospital, first of all, we had to find this like one doctor that could mm-hmm. do the surgery, and there are very few. And there's like one in Southern California, this guy, Carlos Donaire, amazing angel. He had to accept the case because the minute a doctor accepts the case, the other hospital relinquishes it. Right. And you knew this hospital was like, here, take him. Like, <laughs> you know, hot, hot here potato. you go. Yeah, right. whoop, buggy on your back. He had to not only take the case, he had to assemble his cardiothoracic team and neurosurgery team an orthopedic team, wow. a critical care team, both for adults and peds. He had to do all that. It's now midnight. Wow. Okay, and he had to get the stint to put in, and the stint he wanted to use was one that he had used in part of a clinical trial that was over. Wow. Two weeks before, so he had none, and was not allowed to be done in kids. He figured, he said, I figured I'd ask for forgiveness later, I just need to make, get him, keep him alive. So he does all of this. That's amazing. He does all this. I, we get there at 4.35 in the morning, and he has now put this whole thing together. I find this out way later. And I walk in, he goes, you the mom? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, listen, I got this. Mm-hmm. I do this all the time. I had someone thrown up an overpass last week. I fixed them. Don't worry about it. You just go upstairs to the waiting room. I'll fix them. I'll come get you. Wow. Who says this, right? We go up to the waiting room. Now, after the fact... Grant tells me, describes what John was wearing, my ex-husband, in the waiting room. So he was present the whole time, even though he couldn't move or this talk. This is crazy stuff, you yeah. know. So he he was, you know, he was way over there when we walked into the the um, the room where they were going to fix him. He never saw us, you know. He he was in a coma. His right. eyes are closed, and he's describing where we were in the waiting room and what John was wearing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So the doctor comes in. He goes, okay, he's he's fixed. I did it. He goes now. His brain, I don't know. That's not my part. I'm the plumber. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's not like, what a mom wants It's like to hear. you're high, then you're like, boom. You know, we go in to see the neurosurgeons. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, we don't, we don't know if he'll ever wake up, honestly. We just, and I'm like, la, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. So then we walk into the ICU, and I'm watching him, and I looked over at John. And if you're a parent, you're kind of going, there's some times you wish you had a do-over opportunity. Right. So I'm looking over at John, and we're like, huh. We, we got a do-over opportunity here. We literally did. I was like, I think we get a do-over. I said, and he's going to be 110%. And we just started operating from that principle, which was honestly a ridiculous concept at the time when your son's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And they're not even sure if he's going to make it through the next night and, or ever wake up or ever walk. And we have no idea. Right. But I just operated from he's going to be 110%. And I've been operating from that, from that point forward. Um, but he did have, he had to have two femurs put in, you know, his, both his femurs he had to have rotted. And they had wow. to do that that day. They had double orthopedic teams working on him. He had a crushed heel that usually people will never walk again with, you know, a pin and an open wound. And they're like, we're just trying to get him to ever walk again. I go, you know, what would happen if Kobe Bryant were in this bed with that 
because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be saying that. Wow. And that's what I want you to hear. And by the way, don't talk about him like that when he's here. We had a total management of his environment. You uh, could not walk in and say any of this crap. That's. I wish every doctor would hear that and just take it to heart. But yeah, people are aware, and there's even studies about that. Yes, like, yes. Like, don't say bad things about people when they're unconscious. It's well, nice. when 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 Grant described what John was wearing, and then you know, I would sit by his bedside. I'm launching this book, so I'm like full court press. I have to make the book work because now you, you have a God knows what bill. this is going to cost. <laughs> yeah. You know, and let's face it, a lot of the stuff that we've done is not covered by insurance. Yeah. In fact, it's not probably even, it's like, it's not, it's not, on, it's not on the menu. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, it wasn't on the, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even an appetizer or a side dish. This was like way off the menu. So, you know, here we are doing all of this stuff. And it's, and Grant says to me later, he goes, Mom, the gray man came down and asked me if I wanted to live or die. Wow. And I did not want to live, but I literally would sit in the ICU with my laptop open and I'd just be telling him, yeah, I'm working on the, yeah, I'm answering emails, just talking. talking I'm just talking to him because I would walk in if his blood pressure was elevated and it'd come down. And so I was just talking and he goes, I kept hearing you talking. So I told that gray man, I didn't want to live, but I told him I wanted to live because I kept hearing your voice. I'm like, knew it. You know, I just could (laughs) feel him. I could feel him. And there was this energy worker. And I will tell you, I'm very left brain and you've got to give me science and you've got to prove it. And all that goes out the window when your son's, you know, hovering between yeah. life and death. You're like, sure, send the holy water and the essential oil. Send <laughs> it, it all. If it might work, yeah, it's like, not going to be harmful. You know? Yeah, like yeah. send it on over. And so we had someone coming in, Dr. Ann Meyer, who works at Cedars in their brain trauma unit. She shows up like in the first couple days with essential oil. She starts doing this. Grant starts wiggling his nose, wiggling his toes. I'm like, okay, then. Yeah. You know, we start rubbing progesterone cream on him because Dr. Annika Becca was like, got me in touch with Dr. Donald Stein, who did all the progesterone research. I put an email out to my whole community. I'm like, what you got? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, Daniel Amen was coming over with Tana bringing food, Hyla Castle. I had all these people over that the hospital was like, who are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> what are you doing? And then, you know, we started doing fish oil which was super frustrating. I actually saw Sanjay Gupta in uh, the green room at Mm -hmm. Access Hollywood. I told him about this. So this was on CNN. They featured this. But um, he was on fish oil before the accident. And this is super important. Like this is one I'm going to get out there. There are a couple things that are now my life's passion. One that a brain injury can be, I think think we're about to be able to do the C word, the cure word on it. But a brain injury can be healed and it's not a matter of time. Because I was told, oh, it's just the brain has its own healing schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it doesn't. This is time is of the essence. And but but at any point, like if you're listening to this and you've had a brain injury, because most likely you have 17 million people have a brain injury every year. Most people don't realize they did. They don't understand why they're a little depressed, you know, or moody or maybe even suicidal, since 25% of people with brain injury have some kind of suicidal ideation or t- attempt it, uh, which is just yeah. devastating. But these things will work even if you've got an old brain injury, and that's what's super cool. We had Grant on brain on uh, fish oil prior to the prior to this whole thing, and this is important because you never know when you're going to hit your head. Yep. Do you, Dave? Uh, I might have <laughs> hit my head a couple times yes. this year. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh about that. I didn't, yeah, because you mean to made laugh. me hit my head. Just so we're all clear on this, we might have we might have had a little tussle. So <laughs> um, and I might have won. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Float that out there. So we'll we'll leave that be. Um, but you never know when this stuff is going to happen. So my son was on five grams of fish oil prior to all of this, and I believe that's, a, that's part a of the reason. That's a high dose. You know he, but he's he has bipolar disorder, oh, okay. 
And, but fish oil is neuroprotective. And really mm-hmm. what you should do is you should do some omega-3 testing. You should balance your omega-3s, do a four to one ratio of six to ones and have that dialed in. And then antioxidants produce to reduce the oxidative stress of omega-3s if they oxidize. And if you, by the way, if you read JJ's book, you read my book, her uh, sugar impact diet, you read the Bulletproof diet, we both talk about the importance of that fat ratio because uh, that omega-6, too much omega-6 is really bad and inflammatory for the brain. But not enough too. It's important because then people go, oh, I'm just going to go crazy on the omega-3s. You need that balance. You You need an inflammation, anti-inflammation balance. It's all got to be there. So, Anyway, the, the hospital wouldn't let me go over two grams because they were afraid it was going to increase bleeding time. There's yeah. not one study ever to show this. And so what really? I did, zero. There's not one study. Dr. Barry Sears gave me all of the research because Barry Sears and Dr. Michael Lewis, who both were helping me, my a couple more of my angels. Barry's a great guy. Oh, my gosh. They did the... Um, the Gassimi stuff, the coal miner stuff. So they were doing all of this, all of the work that you see out there. And so I had all the research. I took it to the hospital. They, they said, oh, they took <laughs> it to their IRB. I'm like, oh, great. Sanjay Gupta told me that he has parents lying down and like saying, you're going to have to get the security guards out or give my kid fish oil. He said they've been taking blue babies off the bottom of pool floors and bringing them back. Wow. And I'm like going, and there's no risk to this. So Grant got, we, we got to give him two grams, right? I'm like, this is ridiculous. But Grant spit up his own, hacked up his feeding tube. Oh, wow. And then it was game on, <laughs> you know? Then I had a Nutribullet in the hospital with mm-hmm. me, and I was doing all sorts of stuff. I was doing glutamine and probiotics, because he was on, he had holes everywhere, major antibiotics, vitamin D, all sorts of stuff. But fish oil was the big thing I just started taking up and doing, because when he came out of the coma, he just... There was no eye contact, nothing. Were you concerned that glutamine was going to lead to higher glutamate, which no. is tied to neuron cell death after no, I was, injury? I was not yeah. because I was much more concerned at the time that he was going to die of, of um, cachexia. So one of the things that happens when, you've got a, when you're in a coma is you know, they can't get you enough nutrition. He yeah. had dropped 50 pounds. He was wasting Holy away. Holy crap. So I was putting him on really amazing amino acids. But this, was after, this wasn't right after. This, was, this wasn't right after. Okay. That this was sense. over the cor- course of a month, he lost 50 pounds. And I'm watching him waste away, and I'm like, not on my watch. So I was giving him glutamine. I was giving him um, amino acids. And then I was just, like, calorically densing out these little shakes because he was he had to learn how to eat again yeah you know wow. um and we had a big sign up there no hospital food they want <laughs> you're gonna love this one do you know what they wanted to give him at the second hospital because he was in the hospital four and a half months Probably and um yes so guess no it? i kid you not they wanted their they were like you know what should we give him to drink i'm like water you know how about water how about if you want to give him anything else maybe Coconut water? So, I mean, so, water. So like that, water. People listening may not know this. Nutrisweet or aspartame is an excitatory neurotoxin. And Worst thing for a brain injury. Yeah. Like, what could be worse <laughs> for a brain injury? They're like, we. what about crystal light? I'm like, we cannot give him artificial sweeteners. Like, you're going to give him aspartame for his, yeah. with a brain injury? He's already... So when you have a brain injury, you now have a totally unstable brain. You do not want something that's going to destabilize it further. That was like craziness to me. Totally crazy. It it doesn't make any sense unless you have a very broken paradigm that food doesn't matter. And some hospitals still have that. And fortunately, some are changing. Yeah, not many, unfortunately. Look where Mark Hyman is working. Well, Mark's a a crusader. And also (laughs) the... 
Cancer Institutes of America. They actually, I went over and visited theirs and they had a whole organic farm. Wow. I was like, this is badass. But with Grant, when the first hospital, I actually had to put a sign up. I would, they didn't have a fridge for me to use. The second hospital had a whole fridge and kitchen nice. for me. I was like, fantastic. And they had sushi downstairs. Even and every better. day Grant was like sushi. But the first hospital, I had to go to Whole Foods, drag it over. And Whole Foods actually shipped me stuff too. Wow. They're so good. And oh, yeah. then we love, Whole Foods. Um, we love Whole Foods. And thank you, Betsy Foster. And, um, but I would pull everything in and the hospital, the whole floor was like, we've never seen a mom do this. I'm like, I can't imagine, why not? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? This is the most important thing we can do now is this piece. And so that was, you know, in the hospital part. And then of course, once we got him out of the hospital, it was really so, game so, on. So once you've fixed his body, which is really miraculous the way you pulled that off, uh, what about the mind, though? Because after a traumatic brain injury like that, and I mm-hmm. have that personal experience where I've had two substantial ones over the last year, it it can take a while it without take some a long pretty while. serious yeah. interventions. What what did you do? So you had the short term with progesterone, fish oil. So short term was fish oil and progesterone and essential oils. We started right away. Which um, which ones do you remember? Um, I've got it in my protocol. Okay. There was a, bu- a bunch of them. Because yeah. I literally had someone who this is like, she works in the brain mm-hmm. trauma unit and brought them over and started we, doing them. I'm like, thank you. We actually use essential oils at 40 Years of Zen when people are doing the neurofeedback training. When they, they just hit a wall where their brain can't go anymore, we can oh. use essential oils to give them more. Does, that, I didn't have that in the protocol. Thank you. you I was there. like, what about me? So I yeah. guess yeah, I'm yeah, going back though. The, I'm going the, back. The version two is very strong. It was, it was the first thing that we did. And, yeah. and again, this stuff I would never have, I saw it from my own eyes. It yeah. was one of the first things that we did. And he started to, I'm like, he's responding. Because when you've got a kid in a coma, you're watching for anything, anything at all. Like when they wake up and they're staring off into space, I was looking, I was bringing in Anything to activate his his taste, his touch, wow. sound. I just did everything I could think of to just start waking him up, and they were kept. And it was like having a baby. He would get super upset and agitated if I went too far, and then he had to sleep. Wow! And so to bring it someone out of a brain injury, it's like it is very much like raising a baby. You know how they get they they go through and they get too much, and then they have to process and sleep mm-hmm. too much. So that's what we did. Um, so we we brought him home. Now the biggest challenge I had was I have all of these resources, and I mean, I have not even come close to exhausting them, and I wanted to do all of it yeah. at once. And he <laughs> was like, you know. <laughs> so the first thing that we did was took him back over to Amon's. Now here's what's super cool, is Dr. Daniel Amon was Grant's doctor. He's a personal friend. Oh, he's a great I went, guy. So I went and found him at a party, because I was like, I want this guy <laughs> to help my son. Years and years ago, like 12, 15 years ago, I found him. Daniel Amon. Yes. Oh, cool. So I, I, I literally stalked him, and I went running up to him at this party, and I go, I'm a huge van girl. He's <laughs> like, okay. So we got to be super close friends, and I actually helped him pick out his Valentine's Day present when he Aww. and Tana were dating. That's yes, so, cool. so we go way back. So he had pre-accident scans because he helped me with Grant's bipolar, and that's why he was on the fish oil and everything else. And so we now have post-accident scans. And he could actually show me where we were and what we needed to do. So we started with him hyperbaric mm-hmm. and ping pong. 
You know, Daniel Amen made me buy a ping pong table. I think uh, we all, anyone who's gone to Amen Clinic has a ping pong table. I have a ping pong robot too, JJ. <laughs> I know, I saw it's that. It's so cool. It like throws balls at you like, a, like way faster than normal ping pong. It, I, I can play with nunchucks <laughs> now. Okay, not really. But uh-huh. it, yeah. Anyhow, did you actually get a ping pong table for Yes, we got a ping pong table. Yes, we, ping pong table. yes cool. we did. Because it was a great way. We started working major hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Then he went back to tennis and he was doing a lot of training. We had, I went and got, even though I started out as a personal trainer, it's like I needed other people to do these things, you know. Um, and he was going to the gym with me too. So we started doing all of that. And then, of course, I had real tight control now over his, mm-hmm. over his diet. And then we started doing neurofeedback, right? We had, that, we had the brain mapping stuff. So that helped. It, I just got to say, anyone who's had a, a stroke or any traumatic brain injury who doesn't do neurofeedback, it, it, it's not okay. Yeah. I, uh, here's why. Uh, we've added brain mapping to 40 Years of Zen um, since you went. And the 24 channel thing, we're finding about 90% of people who come in the door as fully functioning executives, celebrities, whatever they are, um, they have TBIs and they don't know mm-hmm. about it. I, I would it's, agree. It's That's... always there and it's affecting their personality. And then in a day, you program around it. Like it's You listen to, so 26.4% of the population has a mental illness right now. And at some point in your life, 50% of people have something at some point in their yeah. life. Why? I got to tell you, I think a lot of this... Yeah is brain injury. I do too. You know, way more and than be. way more. I mean, when you think about it, because we think of a brain injury as someone like Grant in a coma. No, if you hit your head and you're like, you've just gotten a brain injury yeah. and you do it repeatedly, it's like a, your body is a history book. And it's crazy what's not being talked about. I had a, so I had a brain injury. Mm-hmm. I was driving down the freeway. There was traffic slowing. There were two kids like racing and a car spun out hit me this way, and then a big truck hit me that way, and I was in a Lexus SUV and literally cracked it. Like, you don't crack Lexus SUVs. And I was, you know, out on a stretcher. Wow. And um, I remember going home that night, and I went to the doctor the next day, and, like, if you touched me, I threw up. I mean, I was like, and he goes, oh, it just takes time. The brain has its own time schedule to heal. And, you know, at the time, I knew I was doing GPC and acetylcarnitine and phosphylserine and ginkgo and fish oil, but not, and, and curcumin, I'm like thinking all the things I did, but but not at the level. I didn't didn't even think that much of like, oh, I have a brain injury. I st- could still think creatively, but I was like, oh, okay. You also don't always think when you have a brain injury. Exactly, that's the biggest problem. So the biggest challenge with a brain injury is it's gonna impact your memory, it's gonna impact your reasoning, it's gonna impact your impulse control, yeah. like massively. Your emotions, you, oh, you, yeah, you, you turn like, into an asshole. Like, to be perfectly honest. Yo, Grant was, Grant was, in fact, that's what John would say. My ex, and my ex, honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons that Grant is where he is today, I mean, there's a couple ones, because mm-hmm. I, what I want to share is the number one reason Grant's here, but um, my, my ex-husband is the angel on earth. He is the most patient, tolerant, like he would say to me, he'd be texting going, his inner asshole is out because <laughs> literally in the hospital, when you're coming out of a brain injury, you lose your internal editor. Yeah. And so we had him at the second hospital. We had a 24-hour security guard. We had him in a posy bed, a zip-up bed, so he's in there. You can't get out. And then we had this cocktail that we would hit him, <laughs> and it was Haldol, wow. um, Ativan, and Benadryl. This would knock a horse down. And it would just take him to calm. Now, you can't do that and heal your brain at the same time. So it's a, it's a little balance. But I would see this thing come out. It was like the Hulk was coming out. It's like you <laughs> starting to turn green. And we'd be like 
run for it, <laughs> you know? Wow. Because he would literally, the, the security guard was trying to show the nursing staff how to handle him, and he went on a rage and tore the security guard's clothes off. So I, <laughs> this is, but it wasn't his fault, no. you know? That's the sad part. Like, but, no one wants to be But he probably feels guilty about it. Oh, then he feels so yeah. bad about yeah. it. So he comes home, and, you know, we had these instances at home where he tried to swallow handfuls of pills, and he tried to, like, you know, run out into the street because... You, you, 25% of people with a brain injury start to talk about killing themselves or succeed. And I would literally, we'd jump them. I'm like, I did not go through all this for you to like come home and swallow a bunch of pills. How dare you waste this? No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't either. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a wild ride. When, when I hit my head, this was in February, I had such bad food poisoning after a business trip that I, I passed out from throwing up. Hit my the side of my head on the tile, just boom, hit the floor. And when I came to, I kind of came close to dying because uh, I was uh, like face down in my puke. It was kind of gross. Fortunately, my wife's an ER doctor, and she figured out this was happening. And if she hadn't given me the Heimlich maneuver, I probably would have died. But for a couple weeks after that, I couldn't play go fish with my kids, JJ. I couldn't remember where the cards were. And yeah. my I, I don't really swear much at home because I have little kids. And I actually don't swear that much anyway because I'm actually not that angry. Like, I've reprogrammed all that stuff. But, man, I started swearing like a sailor. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's it. like I you like, get Tourette's. I yeah, mean, it's, it, it's, it was like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grant got that as well. Yeah, it's, it's classic what happens. One of the things that can happen is you can get, like, hypersexual. I remember him looking at one of the nurses and saying, like, the he, I won't say the F word here, but it was like, <laughs> He was like, I freaking love you. And I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, inappropriate. You know, but that can happen. They get violent and you just you just have no editor, no yeah. filter. Think about what if think about some of the things that go on in your head if you had no filter, if they were just coming out, what could happen? So anyway, now he's home. So we've done neurofeedback, mm-hmm. we've done hyperbaric, and we're kind of st- Stopping and starting because I've got all these deep plans of what I'm going to do, but he has to participate. Right. And he's going between I'm angry, I'm suicidal. And then, you know, we've had to put him in and get help all along the way with this. But I have uh, stuck with this. We are going to get him to 110%. And it's just been, he's been progressively, he was progressively getting better. And then we kind of hit a stuck point. And it was not 110%. It was about 70% with you know, periodic suicidal issues, which is not a way anyone can live. Yeah. And then um, I decided that when he first came out of the hospital, one of my doctor friends, Dr. Elliot Lander, awesome human being, he um, of Stem Cell Revolution, got to give him a plug. He's so awesome. Love him. Anyway, he did IV stem cells for Grant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the part of the challenge when you're coming out is you're just throwing everything at him. I'm like, what's working? Um. But at the time, you couldn't put them into the spine. You, it's called mm-hmm. interthecal, where yeah, you just. I, I just. In fact, I'm doing that next Saturday. So, <laughs> yay! So anyway, so here, so we finally find out you now can do this, yeah. and we we did the first round. So we did the first round into his spine, and then we sent the stem cells out to grow because you know if you're not a baby, you don't have that big concentration of stem cells. So you want to boost. Did that. they pull them from his marrow or from his? No, fat? from his fat. Okay, cool. So, and I did my fat. I did a Facebook Live of mine being taken. You too? I did, yes, because I'm doing them into my knee and hip. So he does this. He had to have another knee surgery. He's had a couple knee surgeries since. You know, it's kind of an ongoing with some of the stuff. But he's, I mean, he works out. He's totally cool with that. So cool. Um, So we did a knee surgery, and this is an important one. We did the surgery, and then 
did stem cells right after. Yes. I mean, this should just be standard, I, I'll right? Tell, I'll tell you all right now, having done a good number of stem cells, I've got 25 more doses. If you have any surgical procedure whatsoever and you don't get intravenous stem cells afterwards, you're wasting your time. Yeah, just it's ridiculous. And here's yeah. the other part. What we've done now is I banked my stem cells. Me too. Grants banked his stem cells. So if but something explain happens, what banking means. So that means that my what we did was we had them we had them drawn, and then we sent them off to a lab that grows them and then keeps some over there. And here's why this is so important: you don't know when you're going to get in an accident, and that's when you need them. And also, the younger you are when you get your stem cells taken out, the more powerful they are. So what they do to get your stem cells, what JJ and I uh, went through is, in fact, we both Facebook Live, which yeah. is hilarious. Uh, they basically take this long needle and they, they do what they would do for liposuction where they pull some fat off of like your, over above your kidneys. Not that much of it and it's yeah, kind of painful. Yeah, one ounce and it's, yeah. God, it took me forever. To, like I was so bruised, awful. But here's what should happen. In the perfect world, hopefully we're getting to this point, you know, if I was gonna have babies right now, I would have them genetically tested and their stem cells banked then. Yep. Like that would just be what you do. And right now I know at least if something happened where like Grant, Bryce had to have a surgery, like let's say he broke his leg, mm-hmm. boom, I would have the stem cells there for him. So that's what you want to do is bank them yeah. or have familial banking, which isn't legal yet. But yeah, uh, It's not legal yet. Well, not in this mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, y- but you, you know, <laughs> you can legal also, schmeagle, right. you know. <laughs> Uh, you can also do interesting things where you, if you did a full human genome workup on people and they were born, and I've had my full human genome done, so you can understand what drugs are going to work, what detox pathways work, and, and things like that, what B vitamins you should take. Mm-hmm. If I'd have known about some of the mutations that I have when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't be covered like in stretch marks the way I am now. That's one of the contributing factors is I have something called a CBS mutation. And that means that if I don't get extra zinc and biotin, that I am at higher risk for having poor collagen formation, which who the heck would ever know yeah. this? Like, I think Chinese medicine wouldn't have even figured this stuff out. But we can do it. So if everyone knew this, even if you just do 23andMe, you can figure that one out. Uh, but the whole genome would also tell the hospital for Grant, hey, here's the drugs that are likely to cause problems and things like that. So mm-hmm. we could avoid a lot. So much. It just yeah. is the way it needs. And it's, it's moving in that direction. But you know what? What I'm recommending is that we do not wait for that to get there, like I'm not waiting, and <laughs> no. you know, and I'm going to share everything that we do because you know, like with the fish oil in the hospital, and they go, okay, well, we can do two grams. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to wait. If you know that the, I always everything is risk reward. Mm-hmm. You've got a kid hovering between life and death with a severe brain injury, and you're afraid you might bleed a little more. Sorry, you know, yeah. risk reward. Give him the fish oil plus. He didn't. I actually was checking his bleed times. Mm-hmm. So what I did would do is every time I knew they were going to draw a lab, I'd up his fish oil. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, this has not changed anything. It has not changed anything at all. And then when I went to Children's Hospital, I just told him he was doing 20 grams a day, and they gave it to him. We did 20 grams a day. I believe it. For six months. Then we went to 10 grams. For six months. For six months. Wow. And then we dropped to five grams. We did progesterone for six months, too. So, so in comparison, that was a really major injury. I took a, a pretty strong knee to the head, uh, you know, right, right here, uh, not that long ago. I'm not saying whose knee it was. I'm just might have just been someone's knee, uh, and <laughs> it, it was it was all in in good fun. Things happen, you know. Things happen, Things you know. Happen. And uh, uh, it was entirely accidental when we were having a, a fun sporting event, and I was uh, I went on high dose fish oil, 
um, as soon as I could. And but, I felt really bad about it, just so we yeah, zoned in. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, well, I was like, the first thing was like, get fish oil. You well, know? You're, you're like, you're like yeah. my sister, JJ, yeah. and uh, mm. you know, you've already had some, you've had enough trauma in your family. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh no. I uh, I did though go on fish oil, but I also within five minutes of taking the hit, I had ten ampules of unfair advantage, and I had ten keto primes. Uh, all at once, because the first thing that happens within minutes of, of a brain hit like that is neurons start to die and yeah. they can leak. And if you can support mitochondrial function, I'm like, these are unlikely to harm me. They're probably going to support the mitochondrial function. And I didn't have most of my stuff. I took a lot of glutathione too, just for the antioxidant effects. And then uh, as soon as I got home, which was the next day, uh, I went on to And the you full, went to hyperbaric too, right? Yeah, uh, I went into hyperbaric right away. And I also mm-hmm. took Lana's progesterone. I did 400 milligrams a day. That was because you told me to. 400 milligrams a day for four or five days and 200 milligrams for another few days. And I recovered really yeah. quickly from this. And that was a big hit. But, but the fine, it was a huge one. Yeah. The, the final, my knee hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about my knee? Should, like, should, should we tell them what we were actually doing? No, we are doing? not. Nope. 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 No, we're not telling. Come on, JJ. No, we're not telling. Right. No, we're not. You guys are going to have to wonder. But the, the other thing that really made a difference about... About 40 days after it happened, I had a chance to go back to the 40 Years of Zen facility in, uh, in Seattle, where, uh, like, I don't live in Seattle, I live in Victoria, and I'm traveling all the time for work, but I, I didn't feel like I, I was all the way back. And I went in, and maybe we can paste this into the video or, or something, but uh, we do the 24-channel brain scan on the first day, and we know that what my brain looks like, and it looks kind of like a Zen master brain, because it has very high coherence and like, like it, it's a very smooth brain without a lot of asymmetry at all. And that's because of three months. Yeah, of it didn't start work. that way. No, not at all. <laughs> but the post hit, oh my God. Like, like, I can't believe those pictures. It, it was you like spaghetti. You, my brain was really not working. Even though I was functional, I was doing the podcast just like you guys hear me. I was being a dad, but I wasn't all there in an organized fashion. It's like my car will still drive, but it's not driving the way it should, that kind of a feeling. That's why traumatic brain injuries are so slippery. And even worse, you get used to feeling that way. So you think yeah, that's you think the it's new, your normal. new normal. Here's right. the bigger issue yeah. too with all of this. And you know, I, 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 it comes from Daniel Amen. Is he says, well, how do we know unless we look? Yeah. He says, this is the one area in medicine where we don't look at anything. Yeah. And that's why spec scans and brain mapping are so critical because he was able to look at Grant's brain with this spec scan and go, here's where the issues are, here's where you need to do. And then we came back another yeah. six months. He goes, here's where it's healing. And then he did this thing where he could show us how far it could go. And he goes, and here's you know how far you can go. And I've like completely disregarded that, I will tell you. Sorry, Daniel. Because I'm like, <laughs> to me, I just went, I do not operate in a limited space. Like yeah. to me, I went, okay, it, the minute you tell me we can only get this far, I'm now going, I'm going past that. Like yeah. I'm going past that. And we, And I'm sure when we go back again, we will see that we did. And so the final thing we did was we've we've now not the final. I've got so many more things to do because I'm now thinking we can actually get him to 40 years. Oh, yeah. He wasn't quite ready yet. And anytime, JJ, <clears throat> you know you know my doors are open for you. So he um, we did interthecal stem cells, and here's what happened. And this is important because no one had this information. So I want this out there: is when he was waking up out of the brain injury, he was very violent, like we talked about. So we do these interthecal stem cells, and the first three days are amazing, like amazing and he's he's been reading like he reads crazy stuff and he's super smart he's developed this whole hydroponic system in the backyard i mean he just what's he he growing well (laughs) it's now legal in california and he does um he's been doing amazing art 
so he's he's very very smart, but you know, but he was very unstable. <clears throat> so everything was great for three days. We're like, oh my gosh, this was the answer, and then he went off the rails. It was wow. like he was waking back up again. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I always I always operate from what's good about this, like what's good here. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, this looks like he was in the hospital. We must be waking up neurons. We must be reconnecting things. Stuff must be coming back. And I send out an email to a bunch of our neuroscientist friends like Dr. Andrew Humerman and Daniel Amen, and everyone's like, we don't know. We don't know what, because this is like people aren't doing this. So I sent one to um, Carrie, and I don't know if I can have her name right, Dialis. It's Mark Hyman's buddy. Okay. She's a spinal surgeon. I go, this is what's happening. She goes, I've been doing this, and about 72 hours into it, the cells start to differentiate, and people who had numb limbs are screaming out in excruciating pain because they're waking up. And I went, that's it. So it took us about two and a half weeks of pure terror because he was back to that place again. And now he, I am having, I never had an adult conversation with him. He was 16 when he got hit. I haven't known this person. Like he was gone. That's profound. And I had a conversation with him a couple days ago. He actually watched the documentary that we've done around this. And he watched three times with John and then he started texting me really mean, nasty things. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I woke up in the morning to all this mean stuff. Like, and it's I, not about me. I was, like, about I was like, you know, and I call him. Now, the old Grant would have like broken a wall, run out in the street, you know. The new Grant, I go, what's, what's going on here? He goes, just brought up all this stuff and, you know, we started throwing this in. You guys got divorced and you, and I'm like, whoa. I go, first oh, off, yeah. hey, we all have done the best we could do at any time. Sure. I go, and maybe I didn't show up as my best self then. Maybe dad didn't. Maybe you didn't either. You know, <laughs> I go, but we did the best we could at the time. And look how we are all now. You know, my, my ex-husband's an ex-husband. We are all super close. Mm-hmm. We are a great family. And I go, and look at you. Look where you are now. He goes, oh, you're right. <laughs> That's and a went, big change. I'm like, yeah. what? You know, <laughs> and he starts having this totally great conversation. Thank you for pointing that out. And I went, oh my God, I've never talked to him like, like wow. this is a different human. And here's what else he did, and this is crazy stuff. I come home and he says, I've done this thing with Tesla coils. So oh, he neat. orders these Tesla coils and he set up this thing and he's wearing, you know, like a muse, something that tracks your brain waves. And he's got that set up in the computer. Then he takes the Tesla coils, he does something, so he's gathering the energy and he, he is modifying his brain waves. So he's using it to calm himself down. Cool. And then he got that thing from the the... Stephen Gluckster and I turned mm-hmm. you on to. So he's wearing this copper coil that pulses, and that he's we're putting all the stuff together, and he can take himself if he's starting to get agitated and calm down. Yep. Crazy stuff that he's putting together. I go, you realize you're going to change brain injury. You realize mm-hmm. you're going to do this. He goes because he kept going. What's my purpose? Which is interesting in its own because who at you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen? What boy do you know at seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, or even girl who's going? What's my life purpose? Well, I, I knew my life purpose when I was seventeen. It, it was to get laid. I, right, I, I, right, sorry. right. I mean, <laughs> there it is. You know, it, I mean, but... it's not. It's not like what's my life's purpose? Why am I here? I'm like, I go. I know why you're here. I can see it. So just like yeah. you know, go with me in mind. But that's they have to. Wow. He's like, oh, I get it. He goes, that's I'm going to create this. I'm going to show other people this. I go, you show people what's possible. So. Now we're going to start the next one with 10x as many as many stem cells next week, yeah. and uh, we've got a padded cell is ready it next, if necessary. Is it next week, yeah. when you're doing it. Well, he's doing it. I'm doing it the week after. Okay, it's funny because because yeah. right now I guess it's Saturday, a week from today. Because we're recording this on a Saturday, 
Uh, and that's what I'm getting. So I might even be like on the same we'll day. We'll all swap. Yeah, yes. exactly. So exciting. I don't think I want your stem cells, JJ. Yeah, Sorry. not not swapping stem cells, <laughs> swapping kidding. success stories. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think stem cells are some of the most exciting things we've got we've got happening now. Uh, stem cells are absolutely profound. Uh, I am going to be getting stem cells every six months until I run out of and the And I got to tell you, like yeah. we are all commenting on it. All your close buddies here, mm-hmm. you know, are like, gosh, you look so much younger. So that's why I'm doing them because I have to look younger than you. Well, I you mean. Know? So you, it's only you, a competitive look, thing. You do look it's younger than me, JJ. Don't, don't even worry about that. And Lana looks awesome. His hottie wife looks, yeah. hottie smart wife. Nothing yeah. better than someone who's super smart and, you know. Hot well, and awesome. Well, let, let's talk about stem cells for a second here. Because if you're listening to this, you're going, yeah, okay, Dave and JJ, they're like authors, they're successful, they probably spend a million dollars on stem cells. No, Mm-mm. it's like 3,500 bucks. It's cheaper than it's, knee surgery. It's, it's way, here's here's the thing too, and the biggest place they're doing it now is in the knees. Um, I'm going yeah. to have my knee and hip done. Mm-hmm. When you really play out the expenses and all this stuff, it is way less money. When you look at a brain injury, the average cost of a brain injury over over yeah. like five, 5 million people are disabled right now with brain injuries. I think it's much higher, but people don't realize it. And the oh, average it, cost. It's everyone. Yeah. It's, it's, it, if, if you were 18 months old and you fell down, you, yeah, have, a, you have a brain injury. Yeah, like, you hurt your brain. Yeah. Um, it, the average cost is anywhere between 80000 and a million dollars. So, I'm sorry, stem cells are a deal. They're, yeah. just, they're just a deal. And most of that stuff is going to be out-of-pocket stuff and, or co here, so. Here's the thing. The painful part is getting the fat pulled out. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. I didn't it's think awful. it was that bad. Well, because you have more fat than me. In some places. <laughs> Anyhow, what what I did, uh, what yes. I did is I, I you know I had them pull the the fat out, same as JJ. That hurts a little bit, and then, well, it hurts more for those who won. But after that, it's just icky. It, it would hurt <laughs> after the fact. And I was very bruised. Lana also. Had, I think this might be a, 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 a female thing. Yeah. Lana had a lot more pain I had than I did. A lot more bruising. Um, but you're going to be sore for a week. Then they take the fat, they spin it, they get the stem cells out, they can put a few in, and then they grow them. Mm-hmm. But what I had done, and what I think you're in the process of having done, is I'm like, look, if you're going to like stick needles and, and go into my bones and all the stuff, you don't have to get it from your bone. I, I got it from my bones as well. And then I was like, put it in my knee where I've had three surgeries, put it in my shoulder where I've had yeah. pain, put it in my neck, put it in my spine, uh, put it anywhere that's ever hurt on my body. And then since we have some extra stuff, put it here on my face, put it in my hair, um, put it in my blood, and then we uh, then in another procedure after that, I had it injected into my cerebral spinal fluid, the intrathecal thing. That was about it was before the conference, so I don't know, middle of the year sometime. Well, right. I mean, that that yeah. was perfect timing too yeah. to have it. Um, yeah, I'm having it done in my knee and hip, but I'm also doing a Fraxel laser. And so what it's going to do is it's going to go to wherever there's an injury. In fact, my doc told me that all of them just keep their stem cells banked and at least once a year they do it just preventively because wherever you're hurt, wherever you have inflammation, it's going to go there. So I'm actually creating inflammation. So I'm going to create a bunch of inflammation um, deep and then hit it with IVs and I'm also going to hit the spray gun. The spray that gun? new spray gun. Have you seen this thing? There's a stem cell spray gun. What do they do with it? How do you not know this thing? I don't know. They, they're using it for burn victims. There is an oh, the, crazy the, the spray paint one. I, did, yes. I didn't know that was stem cells. I thought it was yes. PRP. No, oh, that was badass. done. They showed a picture of someone like you know this. Yeah, the fireman massive. who had like no skin on his shoulder yeah, at all, right? Yeah, like okay, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's this. It's yeah, this it's like a little gun. a little can yeah. of of your own blood products. Yeah. and that they spray paint on your skin. And there's a video out there. This firefighter was really charred. Mm-hmm. And 
He was, was like complete, completely Boom. unscarred, fresh skin. I just like something I've never seen before. Yeah. So you're I gonna mean, do that? It's, it's heck yeah. How do I get that? I don't, I just sent it to my doctor. I'm like, get burned. this toy. Get well, I, but you know, you you they you also have some just they they laser you, so you're a little burned, and it's but it's really the damage is really deep. I'm so gonna get this done. I know. <laughs> all right, so so you, got, you might say well, this, this is, is all a, this is all uh-huh. this this thing to look younger than the, you. This is what biohackers what? do. We're like, oh, how can I burn myself yeah. and heal wow. better? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole point of this episode is that what happened with Grant is is both a huge emotional thing for JJ as a, a care provider, a caregiver. There's as a mom, you know, that, like mom, you don't yeah. want to out. The number one thing I always <clears throat> said is I can handle all the business stress, all the crazy yeah. stuff, as long as my kids are okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never want to outlive your kids. Like that is that is just n- not the way things are going to be. So you know, this was. This was well, that experience. I, I don't know, JJ. I, I told my kids, I'm like, look, I'm planning to live to 180 plus. I'm like, so if you guys like do stupid stuff along, that kills you, know? you, I'm going to live longer than you. So you guys, if you want to beat me, of course, all kids want to beat their parents. So if you want to beat me, like, do the right things. That's like, a good one. Let's go exercise. You, you like, I, I have no problem with them wanting to eat stuff. I told them, let's go to McDonald's, and uh, I just wanted them to feel crappy from uh-huh. eating because they've uh-huh. never had McDonald's. And they're like, we don't want to go. I'm like, no, really, you should try McNugget. And they're like, no, we don't want to. I'm eat like, that, okay. eat that Mac. <laughs> Brain, brainwashing successful. Do you know what I did with my kids one Halloween? I was like, they go out and trick or treat, and uh-huh. I go, go ahead, eat, eat whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, get sick, throw up. I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're like done. But they misbehave for you so know. long. I, I, oh gosh, I know. So here's here's what I don't Halloween. This is totally unrelated to the brain injury stuff, other than sugar causes brain injuries when you get too much of it. Um, I just buy the candy for my kids. I'm like, I'll pay you yeah, in, in bulletproof dark ever. chocolate bars with no yeah. sugar. And they love those. Like, mm-hmm. can I have the ones with salt? I'm like, yes. Or I give them money. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't We care. always buy back their candy. Yeah. But, you know, the other cool thing is if you put it away, they forget about it. So, you know, that's like we put it away. But we just would buy it back. What, what do like, you do with with candy you buy from people like that? You give it to people you don't like. See, that's the problem. I, don't, I like everybody. I, I, me too. I just I, threw it away. I feel I mean, bad. I honestly threw it away. And, like we grew like genetically modified corn to make this crappy stuff. And I don't want to give it to people because even if I don't like them, I don't want to like harm yeah, them. Yeah, it's like just mean. It's so, just mean. There is one last thing I do want to point out about all yeah. this because everybody keeps asking now like, okay, what was it? You know, it's, was it the fish oil? Nothing. Was it the stem cells? Was it the, like we had, we had, Every religion covered praying. Mm-hmm. I was like, great, let's nice. get them all, like all of them. Um, you know, we had like scrolls hanging and holy water, all sorts of stuff. I, I would have done all the same things. Just so you guys know, I'm, I'm a pretty logical biohacker. So is JJ. She's a science person. None of yeah. this stuff can harm. And there's some evidence that it might work. And sometimes you can feel weird stuff happen. Uh, by the way, oh, you, I, yeah. I had that energy. So Stephen yeah. Sinatra sent me his energy healer by he's phone. A, a cardiologist. Yes. Guy. Okay. So he's a cardiologist. Yeah. One MD. of the guys behind earthing, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So he sends me this this guy on the phone. He goes, he's an energy healer. He's yeah. going to help. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm driving to the hospital every morning. He would give me the status report of Grant because mm-hmm. I'd leave at 9 p.m. and get around back around 5:30, so I'd hit grand rounds. He'd tell me what was going on with Grant. I'd walk in. They'd tell me the same thing. And he'd say, okay, now hold the phone up. And I'd hold the phone up and he'd do this whoosh stuff. Yeah. And his blood pressure would come down. He's like, I'm like, all right, you know. I, I, <laughs> it's like, it's so, this isn't stuff I talk about that much, but I, I read about this in Headstrong, my new book that comes out a couple months after your book is out. And uh, there's a guy, uh, Barry Morgulon, who does like energy work for Tony Robbins, like to support Tony when Tony has events. And this guy's a UCLA surgeon, like a real Western doctor who's one of 12 living grandmasters of a Chinese energetic medicine tradition that's out there uh, that was actually created to protect the emperor of China. 
And this guy just has mad powers. Like you can feel what he does. And I'm like, I don't think that, yeah. that anyone who sits there and experiences that can actually filter that out. So you have these people who are really strong. And you actually wrote the, med- the meditation for mitochondria that's in my book. Oh. Like, like, but that kind of thing, if I had major traumatic brain injury or someone in my family did, you bet your ass yeah, I'd be calling course. Barry and like, a few other people, yeah. like, like Alberto Viotto, the shaman who's been on the show. Like, you're not going to do any harm, and something happens when you when you in- when you put that much. Yeah. You know what you focus on expands. Yeah, and that's why, like, when I look at when people go, "What was it?" Here's the deal: like, what you focus on expands, and I believe you mm-hmm. get what you expect. Yeah. So I just went, "I'm going to expect 110 sure. percent," because even if I fall a little short. Mm-hmm. That's better than going, I think I just want him, like, as long as he's alive, you know, what if I said he'll be to 50% and I, like, hit that? Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm going to go for 110% because when you ask the right questions, right, those yeah. are the answers you seek. That's all I focused on was, and that's all I've been focusing on. And honestly, last couple of weeks, all of a sudden I went, oh, my gosh, he's better than before the accident. Like, Huge. we've done it. and. And now I'm like going, oh, why did I limit myself to 110%? But, you know, now the next big thing for us is now that I know what works here, and again, it starts first with you've got to make that decision. Most people would have let him die at the first hospital. So it has to come from that decision of, you know, question authority and break the rules, Mm -hmm. be disruptive, take responsibility. It was so, it would have been so easy to hand responsibility over take responsibility, and then set that big, crazy stretch goal and and just keep it front and center. Right. I, mean, I look at the things I've accomplished in my life, and they're all of them along the way. I was like going, well, that's a little ridiculous. you know. <laughs> but There's like a Western reductionist thing, which is a little scary. When people ask you, what's the one thing that worked? I'm like, okay, let's bake some bread, which neither of us actually does anymore. But you think about this, like, okay, what's the one thing that worked? Well, I baked the water, and it didn't work very well. I baked the yeast, it didn't work very well. I baked the flour, it didn't work very well. Therefore, there is no bread. And you're like, yeah. like that, that's a really unhealthy way of looking at it. And it, it's the same thing. Like, what did I do to lose 100 pounds? Well, like, okay, there's a whole list of things. But, but there was one, one thing, thing on the top. So there's <laughs> yeah. one thing okay. on the top, and I'm going to keep going back. Why did that happen? Because you to. went. Because <laughs> you went, these things they all talk about aren't working, mm-hmm. right? You questioned conventional wisdom. You knew where you wanted to be. You could see it possible, yeah. right? You were open to possibilities. And then you went and figured out how the heck to make it happen. That's, it's, that's exactly it's there, right. You know? And the, the idea of just one thing, it, if, okay, I cut myself with a knife, all right, that was just one thing. You, you're pretty sure that you cut yourself with a knife. But the vast majority of things happening in our lives, in our biology, have tens of thousands of things. And even that cutting yourself with a knife, there is substantial data that says that we are slightly less neurologically responsive when there are more sunspots. In fact, I just had another another podcast about that, uh, looking at, yes, space weather does affect human psychology. If you don't believe me, look at full moon emergency room reports. So was it just one thing when you cut yourself with a knife or were there contributing factors that you weren't paying any attention to that you didn't know mattered? So when people ask for just one thing, or they say, I controlled all the variables, I'm like, no, you yeah, didn't. No. You didn't even look at like 99.9% of the variables. You even know what the variables are yeah. to control. Right. And, and yeah. so what you do when you want to do what JJ did, you want to do everything that's likely to work and not, and not break things. And it's that recipe, that combination of things. If it was just the fish oil, probably yeah. not. No, I, and it, is yeah. it possible that something you did didn't help? Oh, sure. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? Right? 
as long as it didn't hurt. And yeah. there were things, and here's the thing, it's like, yeah. I kept doing things, the doctor was like, oh, we, they need, he needs to be in the hospital for another two months. I go, yeah, he keeps wanting to go home and I think he'd be better with familiarity. Maybe that wasn't the right choice. Maybe he mm-hmm. should have been there another two months. Maybe I did. They, I would sneak him into the physical therapy room at Children's <laughs> Hospital and make him do push-ups and stuff. They're like, what are you doing? Like, he wants to work out hard. They're like, yeah. back off, Mom. Like, we took him into the pool. They're like, don't let him swim. Swimming perfect sto- strokes. I'm like, you can do it. You know, maybe I pushed him too much, too fast. But in, in fact, swimming for people with TBI is really helpful because when you're in the womb, you, you make swimming motions, yeah. it reconnects the nervous system. But they didn't want to put him in there because they were afraid he was going to have one of those episodes in there and how the heck were they going to get him out? So harpoon. we actually got to take him to harpoon. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, that's all right. We took him, we got to take him on a little hiatus out for four hours. So we took him out, we took him to a big pool, we put him in the pool, we videotaped it nice. and brought it back to them and said, see? Nice. Well, JJ, kudos to you for for standing up to the hospital. When my dad had a heart attack uh, many years ago, uh, I knew enough to be dangerous. I actually called Julian Whitaker, who's one of the the top cardiologist doctors, saying, don't do bypasses and, and all this stuff. There was a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in the hospital, and they wouldn't put him in it. And, and I was like threatening lawsuits and like threatening to choke people. Not really. I didn't. I, I kind of might have yes. thought of it. And and basically, the hospital's hands were tied. They're, they're yeah. like, it's not legal. It's if it's the not, IRB. Yeah, if it's not one of these nine conditions, we can't put them in there. I'm like, but there's ten thousand studies. Okay, there weren't, but there were a lot of studies yeah. about this. So getting a hospital to do things, there the level of regulatory stuff. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So sometimes what what you, you want to do... You just take it into your own hands. Yeah, yeah. and same thing with <laughs> my dad. Ask for forgiveness yeah. is generally my you way I live life. <laughs> like, I might have snuck some food and supplements yeah, in that went on the list, that. but mm. you, you have to watch out, and, and there's a role, something called a patient advocate. And if you're going in for a surgery or a procedure, or especially pregnancy and, and birth at a hospital, you really want to have an yeah. advocate there who knows what you want, knows what you don't want, and is willing to stand there and go, what's in that needle? Why are you doing that? What's that? You must do this. Yeah. The number three leading cause of death uh-huh. is death by doctor. And all of our buddies are doctors. Yeah, we're at a medical but, conference. Um, we're at a medical this. conference. I mean, like these are our best friends. Yeah. But in when you're in a hospital, especially a teaching hospital, and Grant's chart was like two things of this, and stuff happens. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you have to be there. You have to be there. You have to have someone there all the time. So, you know, wrong prescriptions. I had a client who started an electronic medical records company because he, after I started working with him, I gave him some new supplements to take, and he calls me like three days later. He goes, I feel awful from what you gave me now. That's like my pet peeve. Mm -hmm. I took the supplements, and now I feel terrible. I'm like, it wasn't the supplements. (laughs) Turns out that his doctor put him on quinine, and he was on Nexium. Oh, wow. Well, quinine and Nexium together will kill you in a couple weeks. And, of course, he was blaming it on, like, the vitamin D. I'm like, it's not the vitamin D. It's not the vitamin D, dude. So, but I caught it. Yeah. You know, but this happens all the yeah. time. All the time. So we've really got to – this is – it's really about understanding that the responsibility lies within us. And that's really empowering, too. Right? It so ultimately that means that you can really, you know, control these and shape this destiny. Well, JJ, I'm always happy to get a chance to hang out with you just because we're friends. But to be able to talk about this and share your story with, when this time we did a Facebook Live at the same time we recorded the podcast. So you probably are hearing this on the podcast because a lot more people will see that than on Facebook. But if you're following me on Facebook, just Dave Asprey, the one with the orange photo, uh, then occasionally I do a live broadcast. And you might have seen this live, but you'll get it either way. 
Your new book is... But you can do a little... They can do a little subscribe so that they'll find out whenever you're doing because he's so random. You know, what? so if you want to randomly discover when mm-hmm. you're doing this, all they have to do is say they is there's a little subscribe thing. Oh, cool. So they can subscribe to your Facebook Live. Then they know when you're going live because it'll alert you. You can subscribe to the lives? Yes, you can That's a you new can thing. find out. There's a it's a notify me. There's something in there that says, Do you want to be notified when he's going live? Yes, you do. You want to be notified oh, wow. when Brother Dave is live. Right. So say you do. I had there no you go. clue Facebook yeah. had that. So there yeah. you go. And the, and the other part of that is, as you're listening to this, um, this is really important information. Like this is going to be my my life's work to get this out there. So if you've heard this, and every almost every day now we get someone um, coming to us going, we have a brain injury, what do we do? So I want people to understand yeah. what's possible, that there is hope, that you need to do stuff. So if you know anybody who's hit, hit their head, which is everybody, share this on your page too, mm-hmm. okay? Share this. This information needs to get out there. Uh, well, well said, JJ. Thank and you. I'm, I'm tired of, of seeing this in everyone who comes through Four yeah. Years of Zen. Yeah. And it, it's something that's relatively hackable now, even if it's a very old thing. The brain will yes. fix itself if it, is, it knows. It is hackable, and I'm honestly, I, I completely yeah. believe now that we can totally... I think we can cure it. So uh, that's what I'm going out with. Word. I know I said the C word. And the, I did. The, the good thing is neither of us is a doctor, so nope. we're allowed so to we say we can say that. <laughs> we're joking because we're at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine right now, which is like the preeminent anti-aging yeah. physician thing. And JJ, you've spoken here? I have, a couple years in a so row. JJ spoke and a couple years in a row. And he's speaking tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm giving one of the keynotes. There's four guys named David giving keynotes that's out of so five. That's so hilarious. But I'm the only non-doctor. That's probably why I'm not giving a keynote, because I don't have yeah, a wrong name. David. Right. And... Here, the doctors were, were lamenting at dinner last night, uh, actually with Dr. Perlmutter, who's also been on Bulletproof Radio, and Dr. Ludwig, that there's there's this thing where doctors who are doing the kind of stuff that JJ just talked about, they put their license at risk. Every yeah. every time they say, well, let's this will save a life, I'm going to do the right thing, but it's not approved by a board of peers who are probably all funded by Monsanto. And, who are very catty. Those, yeah. those other ones, they're kind of mean. So it really yeah. is, I view us as we need to be the, the people, the revolutionaries getting it out there so that we yeah. can support them. It's what mm-hmm. Suzanne Summers has done really well. Really well she opened yeah. the door for so many doctors mm-hmm. because she was willing to take the hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm in it. I am totally willing for them to yeah. just hit me with this, but I'm going to get out there and save a bunch of people's yeah. brains. JJ, we're unlicensed biohackers. Yes. You can't take our license, but we're going to nope, talk about can't. what works, which is really cool. So if you liked what JJ had to say, and you should, because JJ is awesome, this is her new book, The Miracle Mindset. You can order it today on Amazon. Yeah, is that what they should it's do? up there for or, pre-order or on Amazon. Barnes and Noble, or one of the other places where books are sold online in pre-order format. And this will be hitting shelves in February, right? Yes. Okay. So order it now, though. JJ will appreciate it. And so will I, because it's cool. She's also got a documentary coming out. If you want to know the very depths of what biohacking can do and just taking control and doing everything that might work all at once and just not taking no for an answer and being unstoppable, this is a really powerful book. And it incorporates some of the spiritual energetic stuff, uh, the, the, the intent and how intent matters. And it also incorporates like some of the hard lessons of, okay, this is trauma and this is how you deal with hospitals. So it's a, it's a, a great book and one I would really recommend you check out. JJ, thanks for being on Thank Bulletproof you, Radio. Mm. That was a big hug if, you, if you're listening. Yeah, it sounded like <laughs> static on the mic, uh-huh. but if you were on video, you saw I just gave JJ a hug. All right. Thank you all on Facebook and for all of you listening on the iTunes channel. If you enjoyed this, you could do something that would really matter for me. If you go there and just leave a five-star rating on iTunes so other people can find the show, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.